Welcome to the Kyra Mom Podcast. Three moms who are chiropractors discussing life, health, business, and friendship. We know how hard it is to try to be everything for everybody. We believe you can do anything, but not everything. I'm Dr. Holly, lover of all things numbers and health. I'm a profit coach for chiropractors, wife to a sports chiro, and mom to two kid chefs. And I'm Dr. Sarah, founder of a wellness center in rural Wyoming. I'm a wife, mother, and lover of horses, books, and mountains. I'm Dr. Goldie, a small biz CEO, a business coach for Cairo Moms, and a wife, mother, California mermaid, and a mini farmer. If you are a stressed out, overwhelmed mom trying to do it all, you're in the right place. Hello, welcome to episode 24 of the Cairo Mom Podcast. Dr. Holly here. I am so happy to be joined by the lovely Dr. Sarah and Dr. Goldie. We are back recording um, on Zoom. Our last few episodes we were able to record in the beautiful Cabo region of Mexico. And we, gosh, we really just needed that trip. And I feel like we need it all over again. It's only been a month. It's been exactly one month, and I'm like, when can we go back? That right. was amazing. <laughs> um, Wait, I can't believe it's been a month since we've hung out. It's so much better to record in person, but this is a, a nice substitute, I guess. <laughs> yes, we are going to um, share with you guys, you know, little updates. And um, today our conversation is um, about community and con- connection. We um, obviously we had a lot of conversations when we were in Mexico and, uh, Goldie kind of asked us a question about how we, um, go about finding community and connection, especially when you're in a new, um, location. Like for example, I just moved um, to where I lived three years ago and, um, Sarah moved to an area where she was not familiar with when she opened up her chiropractic practice and Goldie has lived in her hometown like her entire life, right? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, but let's, uh, let's start out by uh, catching up. We usually talk about books we've been reading, but we've actually all um, been consuming some TV lately. So let's talk about that. Sarah, you wanted to share what you were watching yeah, I'm not a TV watcher in general anymore. Used to be, but not in the last, gosh, like, I think since I had children. <laughs> so um, first of all, I have to give a shout out to Ted Lasso, because just like most of the rest of the country, I'm a huge fan. And it is one of the few shows that my husband and I really enjoy watching together. So we are very much enjoying season two. We've been like savoring each episode <laughs> and watching when in the brief times that we have kid-free time because my kids will not go to bed these days um so love ted lasso i've also just started watching um fantasy island have you guys heard of that is that Um, from like the 70s well it's like a new yes it's like a new show based on the one from the 70s i had never even heard of the one from the 70s but i listened to a podcast called happier with Gretchen Rubin and her sister Elizabeth Kraft and so it so happens that Liz Kraft is a TV writer and producer and showrunner etc and so it's Liz's show and so I've 
I've listened to this podcast for so long, I feel like I know her. <laughs> so it's super fun to watch this show because she's been talking about the show for a long time. And I'm really enjoying it. It's like the premise, because I had never even heard of the 70s show. The premise is that people come to this resort on this island and it was filmed in Puerto Rico. And it's very pretty. It's reminiscent of our Cabo time. And they um, like their fantasy is granted, basically. Mm-hmm. And but in a very like unique way, it's it's a really um, thoughtful show. Very much enjoying that. Interesting. Um, I have been watching. Uh, so I know we were chatting about we all read the book Nine Perfect Strangers. So I've started the mini series on Hulu. It's only three or four episodes in. Um, not following the book exactly, but um, my husband and I, we do like to pick a series and watch it together. And um, right after the episodes for Nine Perfect Strangers ended, it came up with a recommendation for the show called Killing Eve. And so we kind of have been sucked into this show. It's about um, a British intelligence officer that is trying to find um, a, uh, not a con woman, a hit woman. And it's just, I don't know, it's funny and it's, it's dramatic and, um, yeah, we really like it. It has Sandra Oh in it from Grey's Anatomy, if anybody was a Grey's fan back in the day. So yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Goldie, how about you? Um, so we can never agree on what to watch, my husband and I, and he's like a flipper. He'll just like open up Netflix and flip and scroll forever and then be like there's nothing to watch <laughs> like there's like thousands of things to watch on Netflix. so he got you know he looked at netflix we looked on amazon we looked on um i think disney like we watched all everything and everything there's nothing to watch and so then he like threw the remote at me and i noticed that netflix had this thing like like pick something for me to watch i don't know what it was like Oh, no something way. in their algorithm that. algorithm would just like select. they just pick something yeah, it's like you click the button and it's like roll in the dice and i'm like fine like we'll just start fine. something i was like if we don't we'll just watch the first episode we don't like it we'll stop so lucifer came up and and, and it's like the devil leaves hell and he goes to la he's on vacation <laughs> <laughs> and and he opens this nightclub and he grants people's favors and then he somehow like he's starting to kind of find his humanity and it is the dumbest show but the guy's pretty good looking and yeah the the, mo- the the model the actress is like you know she's cute i guess if, she, if you like like women with no <laughs> who are super skinny <laughs> and and her ex-husband is a, is a is cute too so it's just nice like i like to see nice you know athletic men with their shirts off from time to time on tv shows yeah. <laughs> we started that show years show. ago i know we started it years ago and i just dropped off and i think my husband kept watching it like if he was up or up late or something working on a project or something like he continued to watch it so it's like I think they do have new season, new episodes or something out now. So it's like we've gone back to it, and it's like, like I've just popped in on an episode. I'm like, what is going on? Like now it's like this crime, like this cop crime show or something. Crime show, which I think we do like. Like we really enjoyed Psych, which was Mm -hmm. kind of a cop crime scene based on you know kind of I don't know whatever. (laughs) So we like we're we're you know we're. Diving into that to tune out at the end of the day. 
And that's just nice to have something to tune out to. But it's such a dumb show. I do not recommend it. Oh. <laughs> entertainment. It's good to have some mindless entertainment. Seriously, I mean, it is. It's good to be able to shut your brain off and just be Yeah, because I have not been able to read since we came back from Mexico. My brain cannot focus for more than two pages. Like, So it, it's been sort of pleasant to just let's watch something crappy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give a shout out. I'll give a shout out to Gilmore Girls. You guys, Gilmore Girls fans, we have never talked about this. Oh, what? You're not? I watched oh my gosh. some of it years ago when it was like on TV, when it was actively being produced, uh-huh. but I never Oh, you guys. I never followed it. Like had to catch up with the characters and see what was happening. You are missing out. I would highly recommend that you try it. I've been rewatching it with my daughter. And it has been so fun. It is the best mother-daughter show. It is just, it's so, it's so witty and funny and heartwarming. And I love it. Loves, love Gilmore Girls. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. So, um, oh, there was something I was thinking about. Um, Yeah. This week when I've been in super content creation mode, trying to get my online course ready to go. And so I feel like I kind of paused right in the middle of like, I had a lot of momentum going and like I was finding myself wanting to like go back upstairs and record a couple more of my lessons. And my husband just turned on that TV show and I just kind of got sucked in and I was like, yeah, this is what I needed. I just needed a break anyway. So when you said like mind numbing, it was like, yeah, I just had to turn off my brain (laughs) and do something else. So anyways, well, we're going to talk about, um, you know, community today. Yeah, I, um, you know, I just was curious to hear from you guys about how, as working moms, professional moms, how you have made connections um, in terms of, of, of building community. How have you found friendship? How have you um, found other, other, you know, for me, having other moms in similar stages of motherhood like I have had friends right there's a saying about having friends for a reason and having friends for a season and as I was sort of reflecting and thinking about the different ways I've built community over the last um, you know 15 years as a mom a lot of it has to do with like proximity like we're always hanging out together because our kids go to the same school or have the same dance class or or something like that um, mm-hmm. Holly you've moved to a new area how how have you gone about building community and finding friendship? Yeah, so we moved here um, almost three years ago, and we literally knew one person, two people, maybe maybe a couple. Uh, one of my mentors um, lives here, but you know, as chiropractors, we kind of seek out our like-minded people. So we found. Um, you know, a couple other chiropractic couples that a practice here in the city. And that was really our first, you know, outreach. And thankfully, so my mentor um, is a second generation chiropractor. His son is a chiropractor and he's a little closer to my age. And then his wife um, is just an awesome person. And she's super connected in this community too. So I feel like she was really the entry point of like inviting me to book club, inviting me to her mom's group, you know, things like that. I mean, she just, it's just, I'll just give her a shout out. Amber is just awesome at, at, you know, getting people plugged in and making sure nobody falls behind essentially. So, um, so yeah, that was for me was like, 
you know, having like dropping into a place where I at least knew one person really um, helped me because I'm kind of a naturally shy person. Like if I were just to have shown up to one of these groups, I probably would not have continued to stick with it if some if I didn't gravitate towards somebody else because I'm not an extrovert. I'm not a, you know, just go in a room and be able to talk to anybody about any anything sort of um, thing. But I think that, you know, when we first moved here, I wasn't really sure what the next stage of business was going to look like for me. So it was really just purely like getting out of my house and meeting other people, other moms. Um, and not a lot of them, you know, are actually in our like geographic community, like not a lot of the same schools. I have found that to be the most challenging is making friends with moms um, whose kids are our same age and they go to our same school. I don't know why, but it's just like sometimes I show up and I feel like everybody already knows each other and there's not room <laughs> for anybody new. So it's it's been kind of strange with, with that aspect of it. I think it's so hard at even at all ages and but still in our like 40s <laughs> um, to to put yourself out there. It really is like it it'll, sometimes takes me all the way back to like middle school and high school. And it's just it's really hard to be to make that first move. But I, I'll say that I have gotten way um, as I approach 40 now that I'm 40, I've gotten way less um, I don't know, concerned about that, or, you know, I've gotten more confident and I'm, I'm not afraid to say, Hey, do you want to get coffee sometime? Like, or, you know, if I'm just chatting with somebody and it just seems like we're really connecting, you know, yeah. Do you want to get coffee sometime? Do you want to get the kids together sometime? Like, cause you, I think you do, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be, um, you know, the one to make the ask in a lot of situations. So. Yeah. And I've done that hard. too, but then it's like, you know, I feel like we have a good time. We have a good connection. And then I like never hear from, it's almost like dating again. It's like I never hear yes. from this person again. And I'm like, so then months later, I'm like, hey, you want to go grab coffee again? Oh, yeah, we should. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody nobody reaches out to me to do those things. So I'm kind of like, okay, how many times am I going to knock at the door, you know? And just keep. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. When, um, when I graduated from grad school and then moved back to this area, I had my two young children and I really wanted to find other moms to hang out with. I just remember feeling like, okay, I, I have this newborn and I have this toddler and I'm here in this town, like the South end of the County where I actually don't really know anybody anymore. And at that time, Yahoo groups were a big thing. <laughs> and don't um, even know what that is. I know. I don't even I don't even know if they exist anymore. But we had a Yahoo group for like I don't know. You know like how Facebook groups are like where you kind of go to hang out with your tribe now. Um that was like where we had our I guess it was like an email thread cuz I feel like it would always show Oh yeah. Up. It was more like an Yeah, email it was email group group, um, group emails. Group emails. Anyway, we had a Yahoo group for my my um, class, like well, I was in several classes, but each of the classes as I went through the program had their own little email group. Anyway, I moved to town and I searched for like moms of toddlers or mom groups, and I found like a Watsonville play group. You know, we meet every week, and this is our email group. So I kind of emailed them and was like, oh, this must be like 
kind of an open, I guess it was a private group of moms who, I don't know how they met. Maybe they were all in a birthing class together. I don't, I have no idea actually. I'll have to go back and ask them how they started, but I messaged them and they were like, I, I guess for them, my request to join came out of nowhere. And they were like, we need to meet this person in like a neutral place. And so they, they had a play <laughs> group at a park so they could check me out and make sure that I wasn't like somehow crazy. And, um, and they just, you know, they were just these lovely, it was interesting because a lot of them were um, business owners and moms or kind of worked in their family business and had the kids. And so I, I really quickly um, related to a lot of their, you know, struggles being um, moms and, and, be, and having a family business. And so that was really fun at that time. And once our kids all went to different elementary schools, that group just sort of fizzled out um, mm-hmm. and... And then my kids were in this cooperative preschool. And so one of the terms of being in the co-op is that you have to do parent participation. And so I would volunteer every week in the classroom. And there was always, like, the so it was Tuesday, Thursday, at, I think when the kids were four. And then once they turned five, you could go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. And, and we just had the core group. We would always have our sign up days on the same day and we all really got to be really close in that classroom together and and even now it's so fun to see like all those kids are juniors in high school and getting their driver's license like I just love seeing their images on social Mm -hmm. media and watching them grow up and I don't hang out with those moms anymore right because again our kids all went off to different elementary schools after preschool but um but those those memories and those times were so so beautiful uh-huh. and that that was I remember those those two like that play group and that preschool group in those early stages of motherhood were so beautiful and helpful and we all shared a lot of tears together <laughs> yeah I can remember I feel, oh go ahead Tara oh I was just gonna say I feel like it's easier in those ages when you can just say hey you want to have a play date and yeah like because you, you don't like your kids don't have opinions yet <laughs> like, yes about what whether they like that kid or not, like, yes. you know, you can just, you can use the excuse of a play date. And so anyway, my kids are 11 and nine now and it's, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> they have very definite opinions about who their friends are. Yeah. I was going to say, I guess I've kind of gone through this twice because when, um, when my husband and I, you know, first moved back to his hometown to start our first practice after graduation, I didn't know anybody. And we had, Gosh, that was late 2011, and we had our first baby mid-2013. So, yeah, I was kind of back in that that time frame. I remember, though, because I joined um, a rotary group, like, our first week in practice, because it was like, what do we do? Like, we joined the Chamber of Commerce, and we joined the rotary group. And for the most part, the rotary group was uh, more male-dominated and much older professionals and or retired, but there were three women that were... At my age or a couple years older, we were all like in our mid, I guess our mid twenties and uh, we all got pregnant that same year. So we all just kind of banded together and the two of them never, they actually decided to stay home afterwards. And I was still, I had a business, I had to, I was doing my master's degree. Like I still had to return to work, but well, I mean, our kids, um, you know, cause we just, we just got together. Like it was just like instant friends cause we all had babies that same year um, and we were all really close, really, I think, until the point that I moved and then the two of them, you know, went off to different schools. And I think they moved out of one of the other friends moved out of town, but still kind of close by. 
Um, but yeah, that, that core group of those first three babies, those first three, what do we call them? Rotor tots, I think, because we were in rotor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I can definitely, you know, remember like having like one or two distinct best friends from like each stage of my life, you know, like chiropractic school or, you know, or the grad school slash mother days and, you know, high school people you spend time with still, but yeah, I mean, as you move to different stages in life, it's kind of hard to kind of be analogous, I guess, because like some of my high school friends were really close high school friends. Some of them had kids like right out of high school and some of them still don't have kids to this day. So it's like, it's just hard to like, it would be easier if it'd be like, well, let's get our families together if we were all the same stages, but we're not. So friendship is so different after school because any, whatever school it is, college or high school, grad school, like you have so much proximity, like you are thrown together for so many hours and you have the opportunity to spend, you know, hours studying together and such. And then as soon as you hit, you know, out of school, it's a whole different ball game. I, I was going to give a shout out. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I totally agree, Sarah. I remember really grieving after chiropractic school because, I, you know, it's such an intense time and you are with each other so much. And, and while some people I couldn't wait to get rid of, out of my life, there were many people that I'm like, oh, were they these people who knew, you know, me so well? I miss them. Big time. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to my Cairo school friends. Thank God for Facebook keeping us all connected, sort of. Yes. It's incredible. Sort of, yeah. I had... It's not the same. I had a lot of... Um, really close male friends in chiropractic school. Like that's just like where I sat and probably, like you said, in proximity, we're so close to each other. You know, but then after we graduated, it's like they all went off and got married and had kids. And it's just, it's like a, just a weird relationship to maintain, you know? So I feel like if I were in a room with any of them, we would pick up like we never left off, but it's, it's not been strong enough of a priority to, you know, after 10 years, my 10 year anniversary was last week you know, to still be together or still in communication or anything like that. So there was actually a conversation. We have a Facebook group for our class. It's not active whatsoever. But a couple months ago, somebody posted like, oh, this is our 10 year. We should have a reunion. And if anybody were to plan the reunion out of our group of, I think we graduated with between 60 and 70, it would be me because I was, I was <laughs> shocking, the class, right? I was the I class know, right? treasurer. <laughs> I was the treasurer. I planned our grad party. I mean, like, like I said, if anybody were to do it, it would be me. And just this summer, I did not have the bandwidth to do that. So, but, it, you know, my mind naturally went to, okay, let's find a location that's going to be family friendly. Let's all get together back in St. Louis where we were. Of course, my husband's like on Treasure Island, right? He's like, let's plan a destination reunion. I'm like, people are not going to want to do that. And then you have other guys in the group that are like, um, no, I'm not bringing my kids. Like, I'm coming to party. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I can't do this. <laughs> People are in different places. Yeah. That's I, I'm going to give a shout out. One of my favorite podcasts, I probably mentioned this before, is The Lazy Genius with Kendra Adachi. And she just recently, oh, this actually is an old um, episode, but I listened to it recently. It's called The Lazy Genius Makes a Friend, episode 13 for the, from The Lazy Genius. And it was just a great listen. She goes through a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, and she gives a lot more tips about like actual like step by step how to make friends and find your people and but honestly a lot of it is just what we talked about like putting yourself out there not being afraid to like make the first step and I think I'd recommend that everybody just remember that everybody needs people 
Like everybody is out there looking for a community. And for some reason, we all think that, oh, they have enough friends already, but that's probably not true, you know? And they're probably also looking for somebody that they just have the right chemistry with and can talk about certain things. And so don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Just ask. Yeah. I recently have joined a BNI group, which is a business networking group. And there's a structure in the program where they want you to have a one-to-one meeting with the other members of the group. And that has been, at first I was like, oh, I don't have time for that. But now that I'm actively trying to schedule those, I love it because it makes me happy and delighted to show up to the weekly meeting. And I know those people better. And I I can see, especially Holly, after you talking about your rotary group and these Mm -hmm. other, like, okay, this actually, this will be great because now I'm going to meet a new community of professionals in my community who are um, looking to build their business like I am. And, And so... It's not motherhood. None of us have children hanging out together, but we have the commonality of a desire to grow our businesses and support each other. And we had, uh, Dr. Alex and I went to a dinner the other night um, with, with one woman and she was so great. Like the questions that she was asking of us throughout the dinner were just delightful, right? Like I have been interviewing people for like the last six hours at my work, right? <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> How are you? What's going on? Let me help you. Asking questions, getting into their ergonomics and their pain. And and like by the time I get to dinner, I'm like, I just want to have this meal <laughs> and relax. <laughs> and she was asking us such great questions. I'm like, okay, I have to like the next time I have a one-to-one meeting I should come prepared with some questions (laughs) I was just thinking were you documenting as you went because you have to remember all those conversations with patients right Right. (laughs) (laughs) to do your documentation right well one of the cutest ones she asked was like so what do you do on the weekend for fun and you know I'm like I sit in my garden and relax but she likes to go boating and 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 told us all about like her speedboat and wakeboarding and water skiing and like that is not a sport I've ever really participated in but it was really cool to learn that nothing to do with business but we got to know each other in a in a neat way yeah so have most of those, I'm curious, most of those have been in-person meetings or are you virtual or? Um, a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think we're starting to do some one-to-ones in person, you know, like I, one lady and I had had um, a virtual meeting a couple months ago and then she just messaged me, let's go for a beach walk. I was like, great. I think we should, all, yeah, talking about like pandemic related like I think people are even more looking for community and connection and in person (laughs) like sitting down and having a cup of coffee with someone that thank heavens we can do things like that for the most part now yeah in terms of we live in an area oh go ahead Goldie no 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 go ahead I was gonna say we live in an area where um a lot of people have pools but we do not so like I have I've been hesitant to invite people over or even like host a play date because I feel like the expectation for a lot of people that live here is like you get together and you swim and we don't have a pool. So I'm like, I'm not really excited about um, bringing kids over and like having them destroy the insides of my house. (laughs) But then on the flip side, I'm like, how do I invite myself to somebody else's pool? I'd like to enjoy a pool. (laughs) Hey, what are you guys doing today? You know, so... I don't That's know. hard. 
if you would like to so... invite me over, my son is a lifeguard. So when you build your pool, Holly, he will look after your children. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was just having this conversation with my son because he's like, you know, wanting to go play at his friend's house. And I'm like, here's what we don't do. <laughs> like, we don't invite ourselves over to somebody's house, but you can invite him over to our house and then maybe... <laughs> Like he will reciprocate, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny to teach those societal norms and, and things. And then, I mean, but we have some really good friends who we've, you know, we've been friends with since the kids were born and I'm like, well, you can totally like ask to go to their house because, you know, we have that relationship and they're totally fine with it. So anyway, I, we, I, we could talk about, you know, kids making friends too. It's, it's, it's oh, a yeah. big thing, you know, we've been, um, talking through all these things with our kids because they're right at these ages and just talking about how to, what is a good friend and how do you know you trust somebody and um, do, do have you guys heard Brene Brown's talk about the marble jar? I'm pretty sure it's Brene. I it have. must be. I, I like love I've that. Probably heard. It's been a while. Yeah, I remember reading it in one of her. Yeah, yeah I, it's been, I think I've heard her say it several times, but she was talking, I think, to her kids about this, about how each, um, you know, thing that happens that builds trust. Somebody, you know, keeps a secret that you told them or, you know, does something nice for you. That's like adding marbles to your jar of that relationship. And then after, if they, you know, break your trust and something that takes marbles out of the jar. And so that's how you kind of figure out how much to trust a friend is how many marbles are in that jar. And that was helpful at some point with my daughter, I think. That's a good reminder. Yeah. Our kids are still, you know, they're only five and eight. So, you know, and they're boys. I think boys and girls make friends a little differently, maybe. So, yeah, we've not had any real connection with certain kids. There's not, you know, it's like they don't come home from school. Maybe a little bit of like, oh, let's have a play date with so-and-so. But it was like, oh, you know, maybe, but not not yet. I, I have heard, I don't know if my kids have actually gotten this yet, but I've heard of other kids like where your parent will like write up some slips of, you know, so-and-so would love to have a play date with you. Here's my cell phone number, like sign it, the parent, and then send this little slip of paper with the child to give to the friend who, you know, they want to hang out with outside of school. And I don't know, that seems like a good idea to reach out to people, especially if you're new to town. Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah, it's weird because, I mean, like, growing up, my kid, my friends were, like, the neighborhood kids. And even though we live very close to our elementary school now, there we don't have a lot of kids, like, on our actual street. So it's like, if, if we had kids really close by or right next door or across the street, you know, those might be their best friends. That's how I found, found my best friends when I was little. But it's just different. You just don't knock on people's doors anymore. <laughs> so you come on out and play. Kids don't go outside and play anymore. I mean, that's the other thing. I don't think I knew that there were kids on our street in my children's age until they started school and everybody was standing outside to catch the bus at the same time. Or I would meet people in the classroom and then where do you live? And they lived like around the corner. And, And so in terms of the proximity friendship thing, that really for us didn't begin until the kids were in school and standing at the bus stop. Something else, like we have a Facebook group for our neighborhood, which is like a rural road, but I've heard of other places doing this for their more maybe suburban neighborhoods. Um, and so something like that, if your neighborhood doesn't have one, make one mm-hmm. and, That's you know, add idea. your neighbors. Yeah. Ours, ours is usually lost animals. 
<laughs> like so-and-so's dog is running down the road. Or horse or goat. Or, or... <laughs> yes, or horse. Where I is have my cow? posted that. My horses are gone. Has anybody seen oh, them? No. I literally posted that a month ago. That's terrifying, sir. Uh, when my neighbor found a pig it in was. her yard, I immediately knew whose pig it was because somebody had posted. <laughs> <laughs> my pig is missing. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, um, the other thing I think I just wanted to say was like other two other places where I have found friends um, would be like going to the gym and exercise class. I feel like that has been a really fun place where I especially um, like a group exercise class right now. I have recently started belly dancing, but in the past I have gone and done CrossFit or Pilates. And of course, like the friends that you meet in those exercise groups Um are wonderful and and let's not forget our online groups how we met yeah it's how we met (laughs) (laughs) seriously thank heavens for the internet like whatever it is that you're into you know we're in so many different chiropractic you know groups of course but whatever it is that you do or you're into like you can find your people on the internet (laughs) like no matter what it is Yes, yes indeed and i'm so grateful Amen. Any other... And I would say that, that, like, yes, it's great to get together in person, but I get just as much, like, fulfillment and a feeling of connection from, like, voxering with you guys regularly. Like, um, and so don't discount, you know, if you are in a place where you don't know people locally, like, reach out other places. Yeah, I would say that you two are definitely the friends that I communicate with on the most regular basis. Like, I mean... Like I said before, like I have like a best friend from Cairo school or from this or from that, but that's not like a every week or sometimes even an every month sort of thing. But for you two, we just all hit it off <laughs> and it works. <laughs> our, our rocks are in our, you know, our connection is strong. So I'm very thankful for it. Same. Well, ladies, anything else we want to finish out with around building community as, um, as a mom, as a working mom, as a I had one last thing I wanted to mention. I feel like um, it's really important to not expect your partner to fulfill all of your needs. Um, So that's something that, you know, my husband and I have gotten better at, you know, over the years. But I think as a young married person, you know, I maybe had this expectation that, um, my connection with with him was all I needed, you know, and like, when that's way too much to put on a marriage, that's way too many expectations. And I, uh, I adore my husband and have a wonderful marriage that I'm so grateful for. And I have lots of other connections with my friends and family and just other people that fill me up in different ways. And so it's, it's easy to, I think, put too much um, expectation on your, your partnership. Our therapist um, makes has made a point of of that, you know, especially since I'm out there in the world and I'm working and I'm going to work every day and my husband's home and and he and the therapist was like, you know, Ben, you need other people to talk to as well. You can't expect Goldie to come home and fulfill every one of your your needs. That's an interesting point. I mean, my husband and I, when we met in chiropractic school, he was very much the extrovert, you know, very loud and out there and life of the party sort of thing. And I was more introverted, but I I was very social in chiropractic school. So I think that, you know, as we've been together over the years, 
it's been easier for me to maintain friendships or for me to know that it was important to have the friendships. And I'm not quite sure that he has. Like, he is in a very social environment at work, but he doesn't make social plans. So I think that, you know, especially during this pandemic, that's been a little bit of a struggle for us of like, okay, well, you need other people to hang out with. And it's okay that I go hang out with. (laughs) Yeah. Holly manages the calendar, so. Maybe Mm -hmm. um, it would be helpful if he knew that, like, hey, Tuesday nights could be your bowling night. Not that he bowls, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's something we're, it's just something we're working on. I mean, even last night, we, um, our kids have been asking to go to this um, restaurant, outdoor play place area where they have live music and playground and food and drinks and stuff. And so we went and I'm like, hey, you know, should we text, you know, some of our friends and see what they're doing? He was kind of like, eh. And I'm like, like, don't what, you know, he's like, I just want to go out like with you. And I'm like, I kind of want to hang out with other people. <laughs> so it's been hard to manage that. Like, Okay, you know, but none of our friends were available anyway, so it ended up just being us. But <laughs> I, my husband has this group of buddies that literally the, every Wednesday night they have been getting together and playing games because they're nerds, um, and like, and I, I can com- be completely honest. In some some weeks over the years, I've been like, ah, oh, he's gone again, <laughs> you know, every flipping Wednesday. Um, but you know what, like, it is so important for his mental health. And, and it just, it also gives me, like, not permission, but it makes me um, more apt to say, you know, hey, I'm going out with my friends on Friday night. Um, and, and it makes me, like, put an effort into scheduling time with my friends. Because, in fact, if I feel myself getting resentful, I'm like, okay, where is this coming from? Like, I need to get together with my friends and have him put the kids to bed for a night because putting the kids to bed is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, don't be afraid to schedule time for yourself. Always. Always. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you, all of you, if you have made it this far and you're still listening to us. We would love to hear back from you on um, other topics that we could talk about here on the podcast. So we will see you next time. Thanks again for joining us today on the Cairo Mod Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear our next episode. And follow us on Instagram at Cairo Mom Podcast.